got to start with uh, our, our mutual friend, Mr. Uh, Jeff Stone. Yeah, man, Jeff Stone, definitely. I got to shout out Jeff Stone for sure. I've known Jeff for years. <laughs> Tell me all about yeah, it. About Jeff? Yeah, and your IE roots, man. This IE radio oh, station show. I was just there. I actually just got back to DC a couple days ago. I was just there. And should have came into the station, done the interview next time. Yeah, next time for sure. I had no time. I literally see my mom. The house I grew up in, the IE, my mom is selling it. It's about to be sold. So I was really just. I had so much junk. I still have so much junk. So I was really just went to, okay, I'm coming home for Christmas, but also I'm going to work essentially because <laughs> I got to do something with all this or else it's going to disappear into thin air. So, right. Oh, Jeff, actually. And I've known Jeff since uh, high school, essentially. Where'd you I've go to high school? Jeff since high school. Yeah, I mean, we have mutual friends. My best friend, Kevin, actually, is his neighbor. And his older brother, Lenny Silos, Kevin and Lenny Silos. Lenny, I had classes with, and Kevin, and Lenny was, like, real good friends with Jeff. And I was, like, a punk in high school and stuff. And, like, people like to rap, but you never saw people wearing, like, kids wearing, like, Tribe called Quest or any stuff like that. It was more like modern stuff. Jeff was, like... Not only was he like wearing the old like eighties, nineties rap shirts and stuff, but his knowledge was real vast and exquisite. I've learned a lot from him because of that. So we just bonded over that, you know. We've been friends ever since. That's awesome, man. Yeah, he told me he was like, I know this one dude in a band and we were talking one day and it's like I know that band and then it's just funny how it all worked out. What high school did you guys go to? Uh, well, we went to Los Sosa, this in Rancho Cucamonga. And I imagine you were in bands back in the day, or when did you pick up the bass guitar? I, I was in, like, bands, but they were, like, little punk bands that never really did anything. And it was me on, like, drums just doing, like, suicidal tendencies covers and stuff. <laughs> Nothing wrong with <laughs> that. Like that. No, I like it. I still listen to Suicide all the time, so I think it's cool that I was doing that. But uh, I didn't start doing bass till like, 2010, actually. And I didn't have, like, I, I actually had a six string. I got a six string originally. I took like a couple lessons in the IE and they just did not go well at all. My dad was just like, so do you want to find someone else or do you want to teach yourself? I was like, I'll just, I'll just DIY. I'll just do it myself. And I just kind of just taught myself how to play bass just by playing along to the Ramones and nice. stuff. So that's kind of my roots right there. Nice, man. Oh, any yeah. any uh, local bands that ever made it or any made some noise back in the day you remember seeing or any legendary venues when you think about like IE and, and those back in those high school days and coming up? Yeah, dude, the Showcase Theater in Corona. Oh, rest in peace. I that place, man. I love that place. I remember going there the first time, going to a show there and being like, I, le- I like loved it, but it was frightening. So I walked out, I called my <laughs> mom, I was like, all right, I have my number to go. <laughs> please <laughs> pick me up soon. Awesome. Say again? As I said, please pick me up as soon as possible, mom. Oh, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. I was like, this is great, but I'm ready to go. <laughs> venues I went to. It was all the house shows and stuff in like Riverside, Rubidoux area and stuff, honestly. A lot of house shows, backyards and stuff. There was a lot of that. There was backyard shows and rancho and stuff too. It was a lot of house shows, honestly. Yep, yep. There's always, always going to be those house house parties and house shows and stuff. Yeah, always a blast. It's, it's real easy to get a, to go to those just tell my parents, like, yeah, hey, I'm going to a party, but really I'm going to like some crazy show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, dude, speaking yeah. of shows, you got, you got one coming up here, uh, January the 16th, Thursday night at the Hi-Hat in L.A. with Enforced. I do. I do. Yeah, I do. That's true. Tell me all about it, man. Tell me about this tour you got coming up. Yeah, we got to uh, start the tour on the 4th. We're doing like a record release in D.C. and then just hitting the road. It's our, uh, We've done like a lot of U.S. tours, a few now, but never any of us headlining it. So it's our first time going out and doing a headliner, which I'm 
real excited for. I've been like wanting to do that. Hi hat on the 16th. Cool Southern California band called Dead Heat's playing that I really like. They're like a crossover band, kind of like us. You know, like you said, Forest is playing. They're like a crossover band from Richmond, Virginia, around here. So, real excited for the show. You know, I love playing LA just because I'm from the area. You know, like born in Pasadena and stuff. So I got a little soft spot for playing LA. So I'm real excited. And really cool. Like you said, your first headlining. So I imagine a longer set, more more songs to play. How long a set are you gonna do? Yeah, we're gonna do a longer set than usual. We just practiced actually, like before I went to California. We stretched out the set already a little bit. Let's say like like ten songs, maybe nine songs, ten songs around there. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Usually we do like six or seven. We keep it real quick, and we just get in and get get out. You know, gonna stretch it out a little. Let's uh, goof off too. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. You got to get your your stage time in. You know, your your one liners. Oh, and- I, I love having fun with, with with people, so I'm all for it. I think I think Jeff's told me some stories about that. Let's talk about. Uh, I imagine you had some fun doing this uh, really cool album, Sickness Divine. I, I really like it. It's a great thrash record, of course, all the riffs and everything. But I like a lot of like the acoustic passages, starting off songs or between songs. It kind of kind of nice to take your foot off the pedal every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. I'm glad you like it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff, like, fancy stuff I've been wanting to do, like, when we started Red Death being like, oh, man, I'd love to do, like, when I listen to metal, my favorite metal is, like, the metal that, like, you know, infuses heavy metal with punk like we do, but also infuses, like, classical and stuff. I mean, I love Cliff Burton. I, like, worship Cliff Burton. So I just wanted to kind of instill some of that on my end this time. Um, I think it came off pretty well. <laughs> it has those different those different gears. You can't be you know thrashing all the time, and that that's kind of one of the critiques that thrash metal gets. Sometimes it's just one tempo all the time. But listening to your album, it does mix up those tempos. You do get those those breaks, so to speak, which is cool. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to, I'm glad I got got that across. That's definitely what I wanted to do. I feel like I've kind of like you said thrashing bass before, so I wanted to. And maybe I haven't, but. You know, my own worst critique, so I just wanted to kind of not escape that and kind of just get, get a little more range out there and such, you know? Was that kind of like the mission statement for the for the album this time around? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're still thrashing and bashing, but just because anyone could thrash and bash, but can you thrash and bash and do something else with it? Right. Keep it thrashing and bashing and not lose that integrity at the same time. That, that was the thought process with the music all the way down to the production, everything. Lyrics? Yes. Definitely. I love it, man. You know, I was watching the video for Sickness Divine. Is that a Danzig tattoo on your arm? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, actually, it's a, it's, it is and it isn't. So it's a, it's a Samhain tattoo. Okay. It's a Glenn Danzig band right before Danzig and right after. The, the right. It's actually Samhain kind of turned into Danzig. Like a lot of those Danzig one songs were just Samhain songs, actually. Right. And I, I mean, I love Danzig, too. I love all of it. So it's kind of like it's just like, I love Glenn Danzig. His songwriting is like the best to me Sam Haynes is real underrated I, I give you that I'm a I'm a staunch Danzig fan and, and appreciate the other bands that came before and, and yeah. that but I never really gave them that much time and it was all about you know one through four the first four albums and yeah I mean the original the lineup it's so like good. oh Chuck Biscuits on drums oh that's like one of the best metal and punk drummers ever he's straight up awesome what would be your favorite Danzig album or, or tune give me your give me your album and tune since we're geeking out about Honestly, Danzig yeah, I, I'm I'm, I, I'm going with one. I just got a soft spot for one. Like I said, like, you know, Sam Hain songs on there. I love Sam Hain. Uh, Possession is actually like, that's a, like, Twist the Cane was, a, was actually a Sam oh, Hain song. Yeah. If you listen to the demo, it's a little different. And I, I think the Danzig version, I prefer the Danzig version. But Possession's kind of like the same thing, except it's like, Chuck Biscuits on drums, you know, and John Christ on guitar. It just sounds great. I really like Possession. 
It's a great song. Yeah, dude, and I think my favorite tune is probably on that album, but She Rides. I love just how the drums oh, start I, off like I that. I showed my mom that music video for the first time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh, of course you like this. <laughs> like, yeah, duh. This is awesome. Just in time for the holidays. Dancing around, they look cool. Dancing's all shredded. The song's awesome. Like, you can't go wrong. Dude, it's never going to happen, right? That reunion's never going to happen. Or maybe now that he's reunited with the Misfits, maybe he does get back together with, with uh, you know, the original Danzig lineup. Yeah, who knows, man? I mean, I, I would definitely love to see it. Just like uh, like I said, they were tough biscuits. I, I mean, he hasn't played live in so long, and I don't even know what's going on with that guy. I feel the worst. So I would love for, like, a Danzig reunion to happen. And see Chuck Biscuits gets up there, and you're like, oh, yes. <laughs> on top <laughs> of that. I saw the Misfits, man, that blew my mind. Like, I saw him in April in Chicago, and it blew my mind. I loved it. So I can only imagine seeing an original Danzig lineup for years. It would huh. be crazy. Imagine they just play, like, Danzig 3 in its entirety or something. Oh, I- I'm there. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> would Chuck get on that big Danzig skull, you know, on, the big, on top of the head, on top of the skull? Yeah. Heck yeah. Is that your favorite uh, Danzig record, number three? <sighs> no, probably two. Oh, cool. I mean... Who's cool too? I mean, Devil's Play thing. I'm the- I, that's where I came in, and then I kind of, you know, went back and forward. I came in on like under her black, her black wings, mm-hmm. and then I also really like Girl on that album too. Oh heck yeah, it's a, it's a great one. And then what's I for- the name of the one again? I'm, I'm forgetting the name of the one that's like very Howlin' Wolf, like the blue song. Yeah, um, I am the one. I was about to say I'm the one. Yeah, I, 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 that song is awesome. And the very end of that album, I'm, I'm blanking on the, the track name, but there's a really cool, like, bass riff. It sounds like the, you're walking in, like, a haunted mansion. Oh, dude, I'm blanking, too. You know, after this call, I'm, I'm throwing on Danzig, too. Throw on Danzig, too, <laughs> man. I used to loop that bass, that bass riff and play it, like, during Halloween time as, like, my, like, Halloween heavy metal music bed, you know? But, uh... Oh, that's sick, dude. Hey, since we're geeking out talking talking fandom, let let's go. Obviously, I was going to ask you, being a thrash band, who's your favorite of the big four? Oh, I like oh Metallica. Like I said earlier, Clifford and stuff. Like Ride the Lightning. Is, I can every time I I put on that record, I can't believe that that exists. <laughs> like that, like balance between sounds. I like classical, like hardcore. You know, it's got like you know clearly like a discharge influence and stuff on it. You know. There's obviously a punk influence, but there's like a Leonard Skinner vibe, parts and stuff. It's crazy. Definitely Metallica. They're just so diverse, with, especially with that record and with Master of Puppets. Like, the combination and balance of sounds is beautiful. I love it. Yeah, you're right. Cliff really did bring in the, the punk rock roots to that band into Metallica and kind of always he always did. represented, made like, sure represented. He brought like punk, but he also brought the classical thing, too. Yeah. awesome. He brought... Two totally did alien things to each other. So <laughs> weird. Like punk couldn't be farther away from classical, but he brought them in and he balanced them, and I, I love that. I think that's great, and I think a lot of people should try to do that. I think I think when people kind of try to do things like that, they don't really get it done as good as I, I, I feel like he did. He, I feel like especially with Ride the Lightning and Master Puppets, I feel like the balance of sounds is perfect on that. Oh yeah, Orion, dude, forget He's about very, it. Oh, Orion, that's my favorite song of all time. Orion is mind blowing. Every that's another like every time I listen, I'm like, this is beautiful. <laughs> like the the balance of sounds and different styles on this song is great. Yeah, for me, Master of Puppets, that album is flawless, start to finish. Like 
not a bad tune. Oh. It sounds perfect. Like another shout out to Jeff Stone. He has a master of puppets uh, bar stool in his apartment. I love it. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, he's got a master of puppets bar stool. Every time I every time I walk in, I see it. I'm just like, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I'm sitting. Yeah, exactly. Pick a Metallica tune to play on the radio for us tonight. Since we're we're still one of the few radio stations that does mandatory Metallica, we still have that Metallica love. But pick one for us to play on the radio. I'm going to do For Whom the Bell Tolls because I've listened to For Whom the Bell Tolls on 96.7 before. So I need to keep going. Bet you, man. We'll throw that one on. And uh, let me get you on on one more little game I like to play since we're, we're talking about being music fans and stuff it, we just talked about the big four right that, that's all like yeah. 80s thrash and we're going to make you step out of your range but still something that you'll have an opinion on just as a music fan even if it's not necessarily a metal or a thrash band but if we move from like the late 80s into like the early 90s and we add one to it for what I like to call the flannel five so out of like more of the, the Seattle movement I'm sure you have an opinion one way or another you know all these bands curious who would be your favorite favorite out of Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. I gotta go, you know, I, I, I feel like I listen to more Alice in Chains now that I'm older in life, but I got such a soft spot for Nirvana. Again, going back to talk, and I'm on the thrash thing, and I love thrash, obviously, but I love punk too, and I feel like Nirvana's like, damn, you're a punk band, I love it. Yeah, they are, they're a punk band that, that wrote pop songs. Exactly, they're a punk band that wrote pop songs, whereas the, the punk bands were kind of like writing pop songs, like the Buzzcocks and stuff like that, it's a lot of pop, you know? So you would pick Nirvana out of all those guys? I'm gonna go with Nirvana. I know it's, it's probably cliche, but I'm a girl from Nirvana. They're untouchable. Yeah, I mean, they, they're certainly a popular pick and kind of set set the world on fire during that time period. Pick a, a Nirvana tune to play on the radio. Uh, I'm going to pick um, In Bloom. I love that tune, just the drums and that riff. Very. So cool. Let me ask you one more thing, going back to the thrash roots r- real quick. Talk about a, a bass player, singer like yourself. I'm sure a big influence. Tom Mariah, oh, his, yeah. his band Slayer calling it a career. Do you think this is going to actually hold true or are they going to pull a Motley Crue? I'm expecting a Motley Crue, <laughs> but I'm not expecting it to be as like big as a Motley Crue thing. What I mean by that is like they're coming out and they're just going right on the road immediately. I'm expecting Slayer to come back and maybe do a show here and there. I'm not expecting them to hit the road like that again, but... I, I'm expecting them to come back. You know, you get the itch. <laughs> I always get the itch. I, 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 I'm sure the itch will probably never die. And it, like Motley Crue's proof, you know, money and the itch. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the I think the money's really scratching that itch. Yeah, the, well, that's, that's what happened with the Misfits. The money money scratched the itch real well. They're like, well, it sounds pretty good. And I'll shut it <laughs> yep. Don't forget, it's called show business. It, business. You can't have the. You can't have either one without the other. It's yin yang. Impossible. Well, dude, Chad, it's been so much fun rapping with you today dude you rock thanks for checking out the entire podcast now just hit the subscribe button that way you get it sent to you directly and follow me on social media at mike z 967 don't miss the radio show bro wired in the empire happens every saturday night at midnight on 96.7 kcal rocks online at kcalfm.com adios